listeners. You're in for a special treat today. Scotty is in England. Megan is in India. Soon to return. I'm on my way to New Orleans on Thursday. And Jillian, well, <laughs> nobody knows where Jillian is except for maybe Jillian and maybe not Jillian. But wherever she is, she must be Jones from Foot. Jones for Tofu. You know you're Jones in for Tofu. We just interviewed Sarah Kramer. Let me tell you, if anyone makes you Jones for Tofu, it's Sarah Kramer. Cookbook author of How It All Began, Garden of Vegan, La Dolce Vegan, Vegan A Go Go. And probably some other vegan stuff in there that I forgot about. Soon to have her own calendar coming out for 2010. People are banging shit under, underneath me. What's going on? What the hell's going on below me? I don't know. Did I say below me on the radio? Below me! What's going on below me? We also have Billy Hulting from <laughs> LA World Fest. He helped put it on May 16th. Solar-powered animal-friendly music festival in LA. Stay tuned. All right. Well, I recorded this interview with Billy Halting uh, f- a week or two before the World Fest, and I was hoping to get this podcast out before the World Fest, which was on May 16th, so that uh, I could help promote it with Vegan Radio. But as things turned out, life overwhelmed me and uh, couldn't get it out in time. But here it is, Billy Halting interview, still significant and a great event he put on. And he's got a few other surprises in his briefcase. I guess we can start out with the uh, World Fest. Do you want to talk about your part in that? Okay, well, World Fest is a big environmental animal rights and health festival in Los Angeles. It started uh, back in 2000. It was the first World Fest in L.A. This is actually going to be our eighth one. We, we missed, skipped one year, and we moved it from September to April one year to uh, take advantage of the Earth Day crowds that are so uh, important to marketing and all that uh, and to help spread the word a little bit. Uh, I've been co-producer since 2005. I started out in 2001 just as doing production for the stages and all that. And, and you know, a couple of years ago when the other co-producer stepped down, I took over for that. So there was a, you weren't one of the founders, there was a, someone else originally started it? It was actually founded in San Diego by Jeffrey Tufankian and Sangita Kumar, who have uh, since moved on to other things. So this year I see you have Paul Watson and Linda Blair. and. Well, uh, the two main speakers are Captain Paul Watson from Sea Shepherd, and he's, he's awesome to watch speak, and Kathy Freston, who's the author of Quantum Wellness. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's been in the media a lot lately. Uh, they're the ones doing the big the speeches on the main stage and uh we also have guests i think uh, well linda blair has the dog rescue and tippy hedron's very involved with the cat rescue and then we also have some other celebrities judy tenuta the comedian's going to be there uh dave shelton and sage ryan campbell are a producer actress duo and tamara geller who's the one of the dog whisperers very well known and <laughs> jennifer smart and jesse schramm you know they're they're young actresses they'll be on the main stage and we have a couple of speaker tents the healthy hut uh, which is featuring Colleen Patrick Goudreau, which I believe I heard on your show once. Yeah, we just had uh, from, her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's one of my favorite podcasts uh, from Compassionate Cooks. 
And we also have Angela Elliott, a nutritionist, uh, Dr. Matt Lederman, who's an internal medicine specialist with emphasis on nutrition, uh, Annie Fio, or Annie Pio, the uh, raw food chef, uh, Robert Cheeky, a vegan bodybuilder. We have Armani May, you know, vegetarian, uh, veterinarians, Max Simon, a bunch of people in there. And Eco10, we've got Cheryl Leahy from Compassion Over Killing. Paul Watson's going to do a little bit more intimate talk in there. Uh, Linda Nichols from Plug in America, the hybrid, uh, the people you may have seen in Who Killed the Electric Car, and Lori Houston from Animal Lakers, as well as uh, Sherry Beal, who's another radio host who does a health show. So we have a lot of speakers there throughout the day in different venues. World Fest is, is my big project every year. It's my big volunteer project. Uh, we have an amazing team. Jill Hahn is my co-producer, and she's actually the director of the festival. Most of what we're involved with is outreach. You know, All of us on the World Fest team were heavily involved with the Proposition 2 campaign. And uh, a lot of the other people that are involved with World Fest are just those kind of tireless workers for animal rights and animal welfare. And, and I'm always impressed at how much they do along with their day jobs. You know what I mean? These people that yeah. work all week and they spend all weekend, you know, trapping and rescuing cats and, and finding <laughs> uh, homes for people to adopt animals. And, and, you know, we're all out there spreading the word about veganism in, in all of its uh, shapes and forms, you know, through, through, you know, by setting examples and going to a lot of these meetings and, and meeting new people and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it seems like I'm always more uh, involved with my vegan activism and I neglect my day job often to do it <laughs> which I don't mind um, yeah I think a lot of people well you guys do this radio show which is awesome and then the, you know a lot of people if they could get a job in the world of animal rights or animal welfare or something like or veganism <laughs> they would uh, they all would but for many of us it's you know you have to have a you have to pay the rent so you can afford to uh, go out there and help spread the world spread the word yeah, we need to create more vegan jobs. That's the get more. Uh, we'll start get a bomb and start a vegan jobs initiative. That's what we need, <laughs> not just green jobs. <laughs> I think that would be good. So you've probably been hearing a lot about this uh, swine flu outbreak. Um, I think we're going to be talking about that on our show tonight. Uh, you have any thoughts about that? Well, I heard last night from, uh, we have one guy in our campaign that's, that's very, uh, keeping way up on it, and he said that they, uh, the last news he heard is they've contained it in both uh, Southern California and Mexico. So they, uh, so hopefully that's all good news for everybody. And uh, I heard on the radio yesterday listening to Tom Hartman that they found patient zero, and they've traced it back to the specific factory farm where it started. And, uh, I mean, this is tragic because I don't like to hear about anybody dying, but uh, the uh, this brings to light the dangers of the factory farms. That that can only help the movement. You know what I mean? Every time, you, you know, there's a mad cow outbreak. You know, the vegetarian and vegan websites get a million more hits because people are interested. And I think this will, in some sort of tragic way, we can turn it around and, and maybe do, get some good out of it. Yeah, it'll definitely raise awareness of factory farms and the the way that viruses get kind of incubated in these massive confinement sheds. Yeah, it's, pr it's pretty terrible. We, you know, at World Fest is, uh, we're kind of a, I don't want to say we're non-dogmatic, but we're one of those festivals where people come in to have a great time. You know, we've got three stages with bands on and all these other things, and people come in and get this information. And one of the things we are so proud of is a day of outreach 
it's not just uh, standing on the promenade handing somebody a pamphlet. You know, these people, four or 5,000 people come in, and you realize that everyone in there is living a cruelty-free environmental day because everything at the festival that's sold is vegan. Uh, all the food, all the products and everything, uh, and, and everything is environmental. We're zero waste. These people can kind of come in and live that way for a day and walk away thinking, oh, you know, this, this wasn't so difficult, or this was good. I had no idea this existed. Because I, would, I always guess at least half of the people that come to our festival are not involved in the movement. And it's a kind of a neat way to introduce them to it without, uh, you know, being too aggressive. And, and, but there are groups, you know, there's all the information, literature is there. It's, uh, it's like the perfect place to bring your non-veggie friends. <laughs> you know, yeah. they come in and they can actually experience and live the day. And at the end you go, hey, you know, you were just vegan for a whole day. They're like, oh, well, hey, I can do this. You know, <laughs> it's a great way, <laughs> we think, to introduce them, you know, to that sort of thing. Yeah, well, that, the name World Fest doesn't, doesn't seem threatening it's not like we have here we have our um, boston vegetarian food festival and we get uh quite a few people going through that and there's a lot of free food and things that people get to sample and i think a lot of people that <coughs> aren't vegetarian end up well you know there's always that the dilemma you know i you know we run into vegans in la that have never heard of world fest and we're like oh my god how could you not know about it but yeah. then it is yeah. advertised as vegan fest la and one of the reasons we do that is we we want people, we, we say we don't want to preach to the choir. We want to expand it. You know, we want all the vegetarians and vegans to come there because they're going to learn something new. They're going to be able to hang out with other like-minded people. But it's also, you know, I think the goal for all of us is to expand and educate the people that haven't found this information yet. And at the risk of, uh, you know, pushing people away. Now, now, one of the great things about Boston and New York, you can have a vegetarian food festival because you have a concentrated population there. I mean, people are just going to be out and about in the areas of Boston and come across this thing. In L.A., because it's so huge, people have to make the trip to get to one of these festivals. Ah. So uh, people are a little bit more spread out. So in, in, in a marketing sense, it, it seems to make sense for us to not promote it exclusively that way. Now, when we run ads in, like, Veg News Magazine, I'll write L.A.'s largest all-vegan event because uh, your, crowd, your crowd and their crowd is looking for something like that. And uh, you know what I mean? If, I, if I'm talking to an environmental show, I say, hey, we're one of the largest environmental uh, festivals out there. But we also introduce, you know, the animal rights issues to, and the, to the environmental side and the environmental issues to the animal rights side. It's, uh, we, we feel that it's all so heavily connected, the environment and the animals and just the welfare of the planet, the health of the human beings and everything, that we try to introduce all of those concepts to everybody and not be so single message with the, with world fest yeah i think that's that's something that's really necessary um in these times is getting the environmental and the vegan animal rights movement to you know see each other's side and and meet in the middle and work work with each other more you guys must have uh the vegan drinks meetup group out in boston right <laughs> there's one in, like, um well we're, we're not exactly in boston we, we're actually going to oh, be yeah. um interviewing a guy who does it in Philadelphia, and he's going to tell us more about it. So maybe once we have the uh, template, we might try to start it here. Um, but we oh, haven't, yeah, it's, haven't yet. It's great. I went to one here in L.A., and it's amazing. It's just you're in a room with like 80 people sitting in a bar having drinks and just cool, intelligent people you have something in common with. 
And the other interesting thing is I went to Green Drinks LA a couple of weeks ago. And uh, whereas vegan drinks is great because people are all into the movement. They, they're, you know, they're, they're active and they're all like-minded. And you get some people who are kind of curious that think, well, if I can talk about it over drinks, that just seems so non-threatening. <laughs> okay, check it out. But the interesting thing at Green Drinks is you walk in, and not only is everybody in the environmental movement, most of them work in the environmental field. You know, right. it, it, you know, it's it's not like that with uh, vegan drinks, but great crowds. And so I took my uh, my friend Michelle, who's just a huge vegan advocate. She works for Farm Sanctuary, and and she's just one of those people bubbling with personality. Will talk to anybody, and will just push the vegan thing. And she's just going around. Oh, you're environmentalist, and you're vegan, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, a lot of them are like, hey, I've been thinking about it. I've been, you know, I'm just not sure. And so she and I are sort of saying, hey, you got to come hang out with us and our friends, you know, because we have a bunch of the, the not weird vegan friends. And and as you meet more of these people in the green, tend to go, yeah, you know, the evidence is there. I got to check this out more. You know, it, it, we're finding, you know, the uh, the the two worlds are so closely entwined, and people are very open. It's a it's an open-minded market to to get into market i keep talking like a like an analysis guy <laughs> but you know what i mean it's a big uh, demographic to to you know push our agenda <laughs> yeah well working on a big festival like this you have to you have to think that way i'm sure um yeah. so do you, you get the people from uh, green drinks and get them to come to vegan drinks uh i'm gonna start trying to get well, actually <laughs> i i went i met a woman from i met a vegan drinks was at green drinks and then me and a couple of other friends who go to the vegan drinks went to green drinks. But I'm, we're going to start. We, I, you know, I got a bunch of cards not only to do some business stuff with, but some of these people were just really fun people. Let's start letting them know about vegan drinks, get them to come in. Because I, that's another one of those situations. It seems so um, safe. I don't know. That's kind of a bad word. You know, there's, there's always the debate we have, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this on the show, that what works better, the, uh, the militant person with the meat is murder t-shirt confronting somebody with the, the graphic photos or somebody setting an example and I, I personally believe that it takes all different kinds of spreading the word all different styles to right. you know, accommodate people some people react very well they see the photograph and they just stop right there some people you know they see somebody they go wow this this guy's got his you know stuff together and he's vegetarian i gotta look into this and i think there's all sorts of different ways in between but the, the vegan drinks groups and things like World Fest are great for people who are curious, but they don't want to really be confronted. And they come in and they can very easily see all this information. And we all know the evidence is overwhelming in, in, in what we're trying to promote. And it's just a great way to present it to people. <laughs> a little alcohol, open them up a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, a, we've got a killer beer and wine garden at, the, at World Fest called the Oasis. Oh, wow. Uh, Lagunitas. Is, I don't know if you're aware of Lagunitas. They're a California brewing company. Really uh, just great, great people. I, I met him at a concert I played, and he's donating a bunch of beer. They're doing a special World Fest brew. We also have Sierra Nevada coming in with a couple of uh, ales. And then uh, Fray's Vineyards does our vegan organic wines. And, in fact, uh, Vegan Drinks LA is meeting, having a meetup group at, <laughs> at World Fest this year. So that's kind of a neat thing to do in the festival. And that's in front of the main stage where we have all the killer bands playing. And, and so it's just a, people, like I said before, people come in because, hey, this looks just like fun. And before they know it, they've accidentally learned what they can do. 
<laughs> Before they know it, they're drunk vegans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <I'm> gonna... <laughs> uh, Whatever it takes. Yeah. You know, if, if I have to sit in there and drink beer with them to get them to, to, to be educated, I'll do that. I'll 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 do that for the for the team. Take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, can I tell you who's going to be on our main stage this year? Sure. Yeah, well, the, the headliner is Phil Solemn. He was from the Rembrandt. You might know him. They did the yeah. theme for the Friends TV show. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We also have a reggae band called Ross Danny and the Reggae All-Stars. We have a Brazil Brazil. It's a Brazilian band, obviously. Uh, the Chapin Sisters, who a lot of your listeners may know, they're going to be there. Uh, we got a really fun party band called Floyd and the Flyboys, a great rock band out of Orange County called Toehead, and we're opening up the day with the Bomb Music Zydeco. It's really neat Zydeco band, so it's kind of fun. And we also have an Earth Lounge, which is a, a 40 by 40 tent set up like a lounge. We got like some awesome bands in there, uh, some singer songwriters like Porter, Christian Prophet. We have an avant-garde band from San Francisco coming down called Blue Rabbit. A jazz group called Fumo Sonic. Uh, Native Sun is a, like a rock reggae trio. The Elevators is a R&B kind of rock, rap hip hop band, but they do this kind of very. The lyrics are very uplifting and you know message oriented. Uh, another cool indie band named Obi Best and a and another party band called Soul Speak. It's, it's a pretty awesome lineup we have of bands. You know, people are just into music. They can just come and and dig it. You know. Sounds really great. And uh, from what I hear, you you know a lot about music yourself. You play in some bands. I'm touring right now with uh, Zappa Plays Zappa, which is uh, Dweezil Zappa's tribute to his father Frank's music. And we're uh, running around the country. In fact, the day after World Fest, I take off to Europe for five weeks. Oh, wow. Back in the States, uh, you know, doing touring basically until September 1st. And then we're off for a little bit. And then, you know, my day job, I'm a professional musician here in Los Angeles, which is nice. The freelance time gives me the time to volunteer and take care of World Fest. So that's got to be a lot of fun playing with uh, playing old Zappa songs. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good gig. It's a lot of fun. You know, we're on stage playing. It's Frank was such a versatile composer, and you get to play a lot of everything, from the heavy rock stuff to jazz to the blues to some kind of strange almost theatrical kind of compositions it's it's been it's been a lot of fun do you get to do the uh, yellow snow song we do yellow snow and in <laughs> fact it's on the list right now we do a little medley from that album which is yellow snow going into saint alfonso's pancake breakfast and uh and we ended with the father oblivion that's a little <laughs> trio <that> we do. <laughs> how about uh colony vegetable do you get to do that one we did that the very first year, and I'm looking at the song that's the first year, and I'm thinking, Colony Vegetable, awesome! It's kind of got the, <laughs> the vegan theme. Colony, with, yeah, Colony Vegetable, and the chances are good that they will respond to you. <laughs> and I think about that every day when I'm eating my vegetables. <laughs> oh, man, that's got to be great. Are you are you coming back through the U.S., or are you already done with that? Or? No, we, we, are, we are doing... Uh, a couple of weeks on our own at the at middle of, end of, or I guess the beginning of July, and then we're getting on this um, Progressive Nation tour, and it's us and a bunch of other people, including, uh, I'm kind of spacing on the headliner. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, we're doing like the entire U.S. It's a six-week trip. We start out in Miami and work our way north and west and end up in Los Angeles for that one. 
I'll let you know when I'm coming by. I think we'll be near, we'll be in Massachusetts at some point. So. And my mama cried. Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. Watch out where the huskies go, don't you eat that yellow snow. So I think that covers just about everything at the festival. Like I said, they can go find out more about it online. And uh, the main sponsors this year have been Veg News Magazine, KPFK, Lush Homemade Cosmetics. Uh, you know, we have other sponsors. It's uh, Sunflower Baking Company Cookies. Have you checked these oh, out? Yeah, you yeah. yeah, Ray is a real good friend of ours, great guy. Uh, and he's coming up with all sorts of new stuff. So keep an eye out for what they're doing. Uh, you know, we have yeah, some other ones. Send us some samples. <laughs> Uh, I will do that. I, I, Ray is probably going to call me in the next few minutes, and I'll say, hey, you know, send these guys some, uh, some samples. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them on I'll, the I'll hook you up. I bend down, and I reach down, and I scoop down, and I gather up a generous mitten full of the deadly. The deadly yellow snow from right there. Well, this looks great. I hope you do really well. I wish, uh, I wish I could be out there. <laughs> Trapped on the well, East Coast. Yeah, maybe sometime you'll be out here, or maybe we'll put on a World Fest in Boston or East Coast somewhere. Well, we'll keep in touch. And I'll, Great, be, well, thanks, I'll well. be looking for the Zappa experience coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll stay in touch, and I'll let you know when we're going to be by. Vegan Radio, clearing the air and your colon since 2005. And that was Billy Hulting, an interview I did a couple weeks before the World Fest that he helped put on this year. Uh, I'd like to thank him a lot. He was a great interview. And also I would like to thank the Sunflower Baking Company that he mentioned there at the end. They sent us a uh, variety pack of their new cookies that are all wheat and gluten-free. And I have to say, for this stuff was amazing. Um, brownie babies, cinnamon, chocolate chip, vanilla shortbread, the peanut butter... Uh, <laughs> Peanut butter is my favorite, but uh, there's still a couple we haven't got to yet, and I'm uh, we're very grateful for that. And if anyone else wants to send us things, just let us know. Um, we'll give you a plug if we can. What else? What else? Well, I guess the only thing left is uh, the Sarah Kramer interview, which features uh, Scott, Jillian, and I on Skype um, interviewing Sarah who was in Canada at the time. And uh, yeah, Sarah Kramer, I mean, what else is there to say? Sarah Kramer, here she is. So we have Sarah Kramer here. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour, Sarah. Bonjour. Are you, are you, you're not in a Canadian part of Canada, are you? I mean, a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I am, uh, yep. French, yep. French Canadian. No, I'm, I'm in BC. I'm in Victoria, BC. There's not a lot of French people out here, or French speaking out here. You just like to say bonjour. Well, you know, I, I did I did go to school. I learned a little bit of French. I like to show off a little bit. Ah, well, I suppose you have to, you know. There's a lot of diplomacy you have to do with that other half of Canada that's not really Canada. <laughs> what do you mean, America? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you hardly have to speak English to deal with us. Come on. <laughs> Your last thing we talked to you about at the Vegetarian Fest in Boston was your cookbook, Vegan A Go-Go, or a travel, travel book. 
Oh yeah, that's the last time I saw you. It was uh, yeah, I was promoting Vegan Agogo. It had just come out, and uh, I was on my cross North America tour, and um, I had a lot of fun in Boston. I didn't actually see any of Boston, but I had a lot of fun at the at the festival, at the vegetarian festival. Sarah, I gotta say, I gotta admit, I've been trying to cool myself off all week because I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Are you, are you sweating right now? Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm, a little swe- I'm a little sweating. It's pretty hot in our <laughs> office. But um, no, I, I've been reading your books since first books ages ago, even before I went fully vegan. And like when I did my vegan experiment, I was like, this one looks pretty. It's got girls in pretty dresses on it. Yay! Well, the cover, the cover worked. It did. It was the totally non-lame looking cookbook. And I appreciate I think the that. Name, the name was really catchy, too. The how it all began. How it all began. Dude, I didn't get the joke for like six months, and then I said You're I not... it one time, and I fell over <laughs> laughing. How it all vegan. Yeah, I was like, You're what? not the only one. We, I get so many emails from people who are like, I don't get, I don't get your title. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you will eventually. You're not, the, you're not the only one. Just have to say it in a French accent. Yeah, exactly. How it all vegan? Oh, yes. I love to be vegan. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like lists and little tidbits and little sidebars and things. So it was kind of my style. I was pretty pumped about that too. Oh, you're my kind of girl. Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> ooh, it's like a big collage of words. Yeah, that's pretty much me. I mean, I am the girl of a hundred lists. I'm always writing stuff down. And um, and when we originally sat down to write How It All Began uh, ten years ago, um, it was we had the idea that it, it wasn't just going to be a cookbook; that it was going to be more of a lifestyle book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with the emphasis on cooking. But um, but yeah, that was always our main goal was to do sort of more of a lifestyle book where people who you know were newbies or you know who had been vegan for a long time just you know just write down sort of all of our tips and and um, all, all the things that we do in our vegan life to, to make things a little bit easier. Well, I mean, part of what you guys said in your intro in that book were some of the things I still stick with today. Like, um, you know, I went vegan, I guess it's been 18 weeks now or something crazy like that. But yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I'm counting. It's important. Okay. Yes, it Anyways, uh, I, you know, my vegan experiment week, which was a couple of years ago, went really, really badly. But like, when I've tried to describe myself as vegan and why I'm vegan, like, I love the beginning of that book because it goes into how, like, nobody makes the rules for you, you know, they're like, the whole question's like, can I wear leather, can I do this, can I do another thing, it's like, there's no crazy police telling you exactly what to do, it's just about respecting animals, and I thought it was the best point of view I'd, I'd heard, because it was completely open-minded, not strict, you know, and everything like that. Well, I'm, 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 thank you. I, yeah, I mean, at the time when we wrote the book, there were some really, I mean, we were friends with some really hardcore vegan police people who were really annoying. <laughs> God bless them. And, um, who just were so hardcore and so aggressive in their approach. And I was always really turned off by sort of, um, that kind of attitude towards people. And, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that everybody gets to where they're going at their own pace. And, and, uh, if you beat yourself up about it, you just end up going nowhere so yeah i'm a big believer in in you know you deciding you know where the line is for you and where you're comfortable and and um you know while your your brand of veganism may not be the same as somebody else's that's okay you you just be the best vegan that you can be i know yeah for you for yourself yeah and I, i like the concept of um talking about like things you already owned that may not be vegan stuff especially when it comes to beauty products or clothing 
Yes, I was in I was talking about recycling before it was ever hip and cool. Yeah, it was, you were saying <laughs> that like it's worse to throw something away than to you know, and it was fantastic. It was really neat. I was it's an idea that's definitely stuck with me for a long time. Oh, great! That's great. Yay! Is Yay. the <clears throat> vegan a go go? Is that your latest? Thing you've put out or has there been something since then well uh yeah vegan Ogogo came out in september and uh then i have a new calendar actually a wall calendar that comes out uh in june uh hits the shelves in june and um it's ridiculous and hilarious and um it's uh i had a lot of fun with it it's sort of a, a great marriage of of all the things that i love so there's recipes in there and i got to do a lot of photography and i got to dress up and be ridiculous and i got to make fun of pop culture and um yeah, so the, the calendar's out. Uh, or, sorry, I, I ha actually have some advanced copies for sale on my website. Um, but, but then the calendar will be out in, in June in, in all the bookstores. And uh, I'm really pleased with it. And, and also, a portion of the sales from the calendar goes to Sea Shepherd. So that's something I've never done before. And I'm really excited that the calendar will be able to raise some money for them. That's great. We're all, we're all, we're all friends of Paul Watson on Facebook we're now. Oh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. that's Do you ever poke him? Still, still being friends, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm scared to poke him. Yeah, I would, I would be too. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Although he's, he's a friendly guy. He'd probably enjoy that. I interviewed him at the Hoedown last year. He's, he's pretty intense, but he's a good guy. Well, I mean, he, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He really blew my mind at, uh, at that particular thing, talking Especially, uh, I don't know if you've seen him, but he has a great story about just uh, his encounters with, uh, you know, uh, a whale <laughs> that just... Yes, yeah, I, I have heard him speak about that, and um, it's, um, it, yeah, it gives me shivers. Yeah. The whale that looked him in the eye. That's right. It definitely shivered my timbers as well. <laughs> uh, and just his passion and, and the fact that he, he doesn't think humans are in any sense special, you know, I think is great. Uh, and I, I, the thing that I appreciate about him the most is that he's like he—he's just—he's just so—he's just, so, just so sure about himself. You know, he just, there's just no bullshit with him, and I—and I appreciate that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so glad we're off the off the radio right now. <laughs> off the radio? Oh yeah. If you said bullshit on the radio, you'd be in trouble. That's right. Oh no. It's Sorry. It's, we're <laughs> no, not on the radio. Right. We're going to we're going before. to straight to podcast. Phew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, so keep, keep using all the words you need to. Yeah, swear as much as you like. Okay, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's it. I swear like a sailor. I have to really reel it in sometimes. It's good. Sailor talk time. I was talking. You dress up like a sailor sometimes. Sometimes I do, yes, it's true. Yep. Well, that look is in. <laughs> I was going to switch to maritime for a while. It was going to be my, my thing. It was kind of expensive, though. I couldn't go with it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and, uh, and if, if you go to like a special occasion, uh, everyone's like, are you in the navy? But, but I think by the time I saw your book, Sarah, um, and I was already vegan. But I think it got me more converted into into liking tattoos. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's what it did for me. That's good. Yeah, tattooing's lots of fun, and being tattooed is fun too. I got to tattoo my husband this year, actually, my first tattoo ever. Wow. I uh, I tattooed him on our thirteenth wedding anniversary, and it was so much fun. I want to do it again. Where'd you put it? Uh, I tattooed a tiny little 13, a little heart in a, and a 13 on his knee. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, well, he said he wanted to be able to watch what I was doing, and so it's, <laughs> it seemed like the best spot to do it. But 
Man, I was I didn't think I was nervous, but I was like I was quivering inside. It was it was a really scary. But then as soon as I was finished, I was like, yeah, I want to do more. But he won't he won't let me. Has he done any tattoos for you? Oh yeah, he's done uh, the, a large majority of my tattoos. Yeah. Could you tell uh, for our listeners what the um, normal tattoos and what I know that like a lot of inks or something aren't possibly vegan. Is it, how do you get? Well, fully vegan tattoo yeah um we, you know we own a tattoo shop called tattoo zoo in victoria and, and we try our best to be as vegan and as ethical as possible um but you know you know we we end up throwing out a lot of garbage there's you know and and you got to be really careful you have to um you know we obviously we have to sterilize everything and there's chemicals involved but you know we're as careful as we can be um but when it comes to 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 ink um when, when you uh, most ink products have glycerin in it sometimes it's vegetable glycerin sometimes it's animal um and uh tattoo inks are, are proprietary they're very cautious of of the information that they give out and um so a lot of times you don't really know what you get um my husband on the other hand he makes his own his own ink and uh, obviously uses vegetable glycerin uh, but but the majority of um tattoo inks out there they, they are they are vegan they just don't say vegan on the package um, but you know you can always talk to your to talk to your tattoo artist about it, and, and hopefully they'll know uh, w- which brands are are, are animal friendly. And um, and but you know again like with the with the with the vegetable or the animal glycerin, it, when you're making ink, it, it's really just like a, a drop in a giant bucket. You know there's there's not a lot of glycerin in there, so um, and, and your body pushes it out, so it's not like it's really inside your body. But but you know I mean everybody's different and and in, in what they're comfortable with, so. Yeah, I know there's a definitely vegan uh, tattoo space in that Portland mall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't been tattooed there, but um, the work they do there is is phenomenal. I, I, I've seen some of their work, and it's yeah, it's amazing. I've ho- heard only really good things about that shopping center in general, and I've I've not been to Portland. I'm pretty lucky, but uh, yeah, well, I'm, I went I'm to. Uh, there, but. <laughs> yeah, you you, you got to go there. Yeah. I um I finally got to see the mini mall this year on my on my book tour, and it was so inspiring to see these you know these um these vegan stores all in one building, and and uh, and just the, the the sense of community in that one little block. Like it's yeah, it's incredible. I was really um, impressed with the vegan a go go book. Could you tell us just re-describe it for for us and our listeners? Well, Vegan A Go Go is a teeny tiny cookbook that you can take with you when you travel. It's about the size of a pa- passport, um, and basically, what it is it's a uh, sort of a best of cookbook. So all the best of recipes from the first three cookbooks are in there. Um, plus, there's 25 new recipes, and then there's um, lots of tips uh, about how to travel vegan and and travel safe. And um, uh, there's a little notebook in the back, and yeah. Anyway it's really cute and it fits in your pocket and it doesn't weigh a lot um and uh and then that way you can take it with you when you visit your grandma or you go visit your friends and you want to sort of wow them with your your vegan culinary expertise it has a it has a pretty durable looking cover too it's not just a it's not going to get that messed up in your pocket yeah no it's not wussy at all i mean it's for traveling so so you want it to be nice nice and sturdy and and uh and uh yeah and it fits perfectly in the back in your jeans back pocket do you think um, it would stop a bullet if? if <laughs> oh, if you kept it in your in your breast pocket, maybe. <laughs> Let's try. That'd be a good story. <laughs> Vegan a go go saves a life. <laughs> well, what are you, 
What are, is your uh, calendar self-published, or did you have someone publish that for you? Uh, the calendar is through Arsenal Pulp, like all, all of my books. And um, Rudy from the Secret Society of Vegans, he designed or uh, designed uh, Vegan Agogo. He also designed the calendar, and uh, we put a lot of work into the calendar. It's it, there's a it's there's a lot to it. It's not just sort of a, a picture and a, and a recipe. There's a, a lot of little things going on in the in the calendar itself. And um, and that's about it for me right now. I'm just kind of taking a break. I, I don't have any plans to do anything else, and, and it's kind of awesome. <laughs> what, what was the name of that? Arsenal Pulp? Arsenal Pulp Press. They're my publisher in Vancouver. Because I've been thinking about doing a calendar, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But maybe I'll wait till Is next year the, so I don't have to compete with yours. No, well, the sexy calendar? No, it would be more like farm animals and awesome. maybe vegan celebrities. There you go. So I, I was on uh, I was on Wikipedia today, and I noticed uh, your article needs some filling out, Sarah. I know, but I'm not allowed to do it, right? No, you're not. Yeah, so get busy. I, I, well, I, I linked <laughs> you from the list of uh, famous vegans, so there you go. Thank you. And uh, I, we'll get Derek to put up a photo there soon. You gotta yeah, there needs to do it. There, I, I've tried to figure it out. I've tried to fake it and pretend that I'm someone else and put up information, and I can't figure out that thing, how okay, it works. Have your husband do it? Well, and I tried to put. Uh, we tried to put a picture up, and we couldn't put a picture up because you have to be. I don't know. I don't. I don't it understand knows. it. Knows it knows it's you. The computer can see yeah. you. Yeah, and now our dozens of listeners know. So. Oh God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe your dozens of listeners can go go and and put some some fun tidbits up there. Yeah, I hope they will. That would be great. Please do, listeners. Like Sarah Kramer. And then someone should like someone should make a vegan radio page for us too, right? That would be helpful, listeners. Get to it. <laughs> Or maybe maybe we could do you could uh, rub our back and we could rub yours, Sarah. We could. Maybe someone could do my dishes too. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, brother! Well, I'll be there in a little while. For okay, our, good. For our uh, two listeners in British Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're an important one. Ah, shucks. That's right. So you have some time to relax now. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next, and it's it's great. I, um, I've i had, like, last year was probably the busiest year of my entire life. I mean, I, I started, you know, I, I did the vagina monologues, and while I was doing that, I was writing Vegan A Go-Go. I finished Vegan A Go-Go, and I started working on the calendar. I finished the calendar. I started promoting Vegan A Go-Go. I mean, it, it, it was, and then the next thing I knew, a year had gone by. So, I, yeah, I, I've i had quite a year. So I, I think I deserve a little bit of time off. And, and not, only that, not only that, but just, like, creative. I need to sort of recharge my creative batteries and and just kind of you know do other things. Yeah. 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 Do you do you have other hobbies that you're into other than cooking and? Acting? I I love the oh I love photography. I do a lot of photography and I actually haven't had a chance to to work in my studio in quite a while because I've just been too busy with the the books and um, I love getting tattooed. I haven't been tattooed for a while and. Um, yeah, I mean, I have all these projects sort of piled up in my office, and I never get a chance to really get to them because the cookbooks always take priority. So um, hopefully this summer I'll be able to get some stuff done. How much real estate do you have left on your body for tattoos? I actually have quite a bit because I get kicked out of the chair for paying customers, so I'm always, uh, uh, you know, and also <laughs> the older I get, the more it hurts for some reason. I don't know. I think I've lost my bravado, but um, uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a baby now when I get tattooed, so it's hard to get me in the chair, too. So do, when you get kicked out of the chair, does that mean you have like a bunch of half-finished tattoos all over the place? I do have a, I have a few half-finished tattoos, yes. <laughs> but I don't have to pay for my tattoos, so I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> 
So notice from your uh, notice from your uh, your various books, they all have a very distinctive style, and it's kind of like it seems like a mixture of uh, sort of '50s kitsch and uh, I don't know modern punk sensibilities. Yeah, I mean uh, it's the best. What do you owe your like influences and your style? Well, that's just me. I mean, um, we really put our—I really put my heart and soul into the books, and they really are just a reflection of, of me and my lifestyle. Um, um, you know, I was a punk rock kid in the '80s, and um, I've been thrift store shopping since the '80s. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, it, it's just a reflection of, of all the things I love. I, I love uh, '50s, chick, you know, early '60s, mid-century modern kind of cheeky subculture, and I. I I just I love sort of um, you know being a feminist, but but also playing up uh, being a housewife. It, you know, I yeah I, I just uh, it, it's just sort of a reflection of who I am and, and and what I love. Yeah, I love that reclamation of the the new feminism is the housewife domestic thing because you're taking them back and doing the way with, you know you want to do them. Not yeah, I can do whatever I want is exactly. basically what the message is. Yeah, and it's um, pretty cool. I'm into it too. Good, good. I'm glad. You know, I get I get a lot of emails from um, from mothers who who will either you know rip off the cover of the book or put a piece of paper over the cover of the book because they're afraid that my tattoos will influence their daughters. And I'm like, you know what? You yeah, yeah. It, like, I mean, it makes me, stuff. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it just it makes me a little sad because you know while maybe not getting tattooed is is everybody's ideal, but at the same time, I think it's a great opportunity for you to talk to your daughter about individuality and about being your own person and about not being afraid to express yourself in whatever way that is and so it, it always makes me a little sad but I write them back and I let them know that and and um, I've had a few women actually write me back and apologize which is which is pretty cool <laughs> that's cool so yeah it's time to talk to your daughters about tetanus talk to your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> well I just think it's so important that that young women are, are okay with being you know weird and and okay with being themselves and and about not you know, trying to, to, to fit in because, um, you know, I spent a, a, a large part of my life trying to fit in until I realized that, like, what's the point? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean. You know, I, I'm unique and I'm special just as, you know, everybody else is unique and special. And why not just celebrate that instead of trying to hide it? Now everybody's trying to be like you. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe you. Maybe me. Just, just you, Derek. <laughs> I, have, you, have you been looking in my window? Yeah, I watched you. Saw me in my Sarah Kramer outfit. <laughs> oh God, the visual. I don't know. I think wide stripes look good on you. So, uh, is there kind of a, a a big scene for veganism in the area you live in now? Yeah, I mean, Victor uh, I'm in Victoria, BC. I'm I'm on Vancouver Island, and um, it's it's always been pretty vegan friendly. I've been here for about 20 years. Um, it 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 is definitely get, uh, you know a lot you know like everywhere, it's a lot more vegan friendly than it was um, probably 10 years ago. Um, there's uh, little restaurants popping up all the time. There's a, a new place here in town called Bliss, which is a, a raw vegan place, and it's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's lots of places to eat here. Um, you know, we're, I'm on the West Coast, so it's it's pretty easy breezy to be vegan. And, and most people on the West Coast know what a vegan is, and and in almost every restaurant, except maybe a steakhouse or something, I can I can find something to eat. So I'm pretty lucky being on the West Coast. That's cool. Have you? Uh, are there any traditional? Uh, this may be a reach, but like uh, traditional Canadian recipes. That Actually, that's that it's funny that you. 
Well, it's funny that you say that because in the new in the new calendar, I put in a recipe for butter tarts, which is a Canadian delicacy, and uh, I, I obviously I had to veganize them, and now they're better than butter tarts. Um, and and uh, yeah, they're 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 delicious. And in Veganagogo, I put in a recipe for uh, Nanaimo bars, which is a, a ve- another vegan dessert that was sort of invented in the 50s uh, in Nanaimo, BC. And uh, I have I have an old 50s cookbook that I was looking through, and I was like, oh, Nanaimo bars. And so the recipe was actually pretty easy to veganize, and and it's decadent, just totally decadent. Sounds good. Yeah. It, it, it's really good. I was half expecting you to say there was some kind of great uh, moose recipe I was doing with tempeh. Or... <laughs> oh, uh, then maybe that's the next book. Tempeh oh. moose. Tempeh moose. <laughs> so there was a, a recent, um, you heard about the European Union banning Canadian seal fur products? No, 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 I haven't. Yeah, that just came out in the news this week. I guess it's a big, uh, I guess... It's like a seven million dollar industry, the f- the f- Canadian seal fur industry, and that made up six point five million of it or something. So, so it's been banned. Banned in Europe, um, unless they can find another market for it that might be getting close to the end of the seal hunt in Canada. Well, I ho- uh, unfortunately on the news today, um, the Canadian uh, Olympic team they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> putting seal pelt into their uniforms oh um, to support the sealers. So um, I, I, I just heard a little tidbit on the on the radio today when I was driving driving home, so I didn't get to hear the whole story. But, um, Motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's disgusting, and, and uh, I'm going to do, you know, hopefully we can, we can all start writing letters. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's awful. It's depraved. It, it really is. It really is, and it's embarrassing and disgusting and all that stuff. Seals are so cute. They are. They're I mean, like cute ones. That's an easy they're one. They're helpless. It's like, here's a seal. It's adorable. Just, Don't kill it. They can't even move. They're like babies. Well, I've been looking at this stuff for 30 years of my life at least. Like, you know, remember the it's the poster of the little white seal with his yeah. little yeah. black yeah. eyes? And you'd be like, no, how could anybody kill that? You know? Yeah, exactly. That one's an easy one. Like I said, seals? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, adorable. Right. We're gonna get well, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I feel the same way about all of it. I mean, uh, yeah, totally. But I, it's, I just feel uh, like you're gonna go with the like, oh, well, you know, whatever farm animals or this and that kind of thing approach, like some people do, who are om- you know omnivorous. It's like what about seals, baby <laughs> seals. What about those? Does yeah, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. But you know, I don't, I don't understand people who drive SUVs and yeah. and uh, you know, I yeah. Ninety percent of the people out there. I know, and it gets it gets really overwhelming and frustrating sometimes, and you feel like you're you know you're not really making a difference, or or you know you just you just feel like God, like why am I the only one who seems to understand, you know, understand the plight of these animals? But um, yeah, it just it gets really frustrating sometimes. That's why we all have to band together. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why the, you know, the internet's so great. I, I, I wish I had the internet when I was in high school because I really felt like the only vegetarian in all of Saskatchewan. <laughs> so when I was growing up, I just felt like such a weirdo. And, and uh, I think if I had had the internet, I think I would have felt a lot more empowered. Yeah, it actually works. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's so, you know, there's so many like-minded people out there and, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I remember vegetarian kids. I wasn't a vegetarian until I was in high school. And, like, I remember kids who were vegetarian when I was young. And I'd be like, that's weird. Why are you doing <laughs> that? And then, like, they'd just be real quiet. Like, 
because the animals, and I'd be like, you know, but now, now I get it. I get the exact, like, how awful would it feel, you know, these kids in fourth grade who've kind of figured it out real quick, and, like, it, I mean, terrible. It's a terrible thing. It's really cool. Like, I know so many people are becoming vegetarian or vegan now, more and more every week of my life, literally. Every there's week? another Yeah, every week there's another friend who's gone veg or vegan. They're all very And I, I get, yeah, I get emails all the time, you know, and, awesome. and, and the, the exciting part is, is that sometimes I get emails from, like, um, young ladies who are, like, you know, 12, 13, 14, who are, who are, are vegan and who are so political, and I'm just like, man, you're so cool. <laughs> I wish I was that cool when I was your age. You know, they just seem to they just seem to have it all together. So, so that's exciting. Uh, that that's really exciting for sure. Yeah, there's all this wonderful information available. You know, like, and it's all good stuff most of the time. So, most of the time. Most of the time, I don't know. Sometimes the internet's <laughs> a little. Oh, the internet. A little yeah. crappy. <clears throat> There's a lot of ugly websites. There are a lot of ugly websites. I think that discourages people. Well, you get, that's why you got to put your like your Google safe search on. <laughs> <laughs> safe search. No, no ugly websites. <laughs> I wish safe search worked that way. <laughs> what did I do this week? Oh no, yeah, that was the internet too. Maybe I have that's pictures the killer of baby app pigs. you should invent, Scott. Okay, I'm working on it. it. It'll weed out all the bad designs. So you know, I found a solution for my dissection problem. I had to dissect stuff in bio class. Um, for college, Sarah, for the first time in my life. And I kind of stepped away from it. We were discussing how to deal with that. Don't they have, like, an online yeah, um, do, dissecting but, thing? But apparently at Holyoke Community College, I'll say it, I'll say it straight up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll, uh, they, the, yeah, they're guys. It's a podcast. Uh, I saw a, you know, cut-open fetal pig with fuzzy little head, and I almost passed out today. So I took my computer and I took the picture of living fuzzy pigs and I put it above the fetal pig. Mm-hmm. Like, so people had to look at the live pig before they went and dissected the other pig. And oh, really my mean. God. <laughs> it You're going to get in trouble. Out. I'm not going to get in trouble. Good. I'm getting feisty. I hope you get in trouble. That's right. Get yourself a reasonable on. class. No, I like feisty. Feisty's good. Feisty is good. You got to be feisty. She's learning nutrition. There's no reason she should have to dissect anything. I know. Exactly. Really? That's yeah. They're doing that for a nutrition about, class? No, human biology. Oh, okay. We're looking at a urinary tract system, and I was fine with the lab book, so... I, and they can't show you a picture? That's what I don't get. Like what? Like show a, me a picture. Yeah, they're like, ridiculous. there's a fetal pig, too, if you want to take a look. And I'm like, uh... uh I, th- I think it's just such an industry today. I don't that think they, it's going to happen. There's, like, this whole system where there's the people who sell the fetal pigs and the school that probably gets grants and things. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole system. Oh, no, they have the phone number and stuff on the sample boxes or whatever that we have. And I'm like, hmm... Huh. Well, I think, there's a, I think we got a project for you. I know, I know. I just, I, it's, there is so much advancement. We have so many great computer systems at the school, new computers all the time, that I feel like with using the computer system we already have, one software program would cost them a heck of a lot less than all these pigs or whatever. Why can't they make a robot? I know, yeah. I want a pig <laughs> robot. I'd keep that. I'm sure someone out there is doing it. We can only you gotta love a robot. <laughs> That's right. Well, you, maybe you can do this, Sarah. This could be one of your your next enterprise. Oh, God, dude. I have so much stuff to do. Come on. <laughs> I got piles and piles of stuff in my office to work on. Uh, how do you choose? Oh, I know. Exactly. One thing at a time. Yeah. I think, uh, I think a lot of us feel like it chooses us, frankly. 
Yeah. So you write all these recipes, but do you cook a lot at home? Is that how you play around with it, or? Yeah, actually, I do. I cook, I make most of our meals. Um, I I make dinner every night, pretty much. We we don't eat out a lot because uh, it's expensive and all that stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I make one major meal for for me and Jerry, uh, and then usually the next day I'll have that for lunch. Jerry, um, we have a, a great pizza place that's next door to the tattoo shop, and they make vegan pizza there. They make their own vegan cheese, so he oh, eats no. there. He eats there pretty much every day. He trades tattoos for pizzas, so. <laughs> You can't beat that, but um, but yeah, I pretty much uh, cook every day, and and um, and yeah, and then I write recipes by accident. You know, it's I've been doing it for ten years, so sometimes I'll just be kind of messing around with uh, you know eggplant or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is working, and I just I always have notes in my kitchen and and sort of keep track of them, and then uh, eventually they they kind of turn into a recipe, and I I put them down uh, into a little notebook, and then eventually uh, you know usually that turns into a cookbook. Yeah. So you keep track of the, the measurements pretty well? Um, yeah, I kind of just kind of mess around with the recipe a couple times, and then uh, once it starts to work, I'll, I'll write it down, and, and then that's when that's when I really start tweaking it. But I, but I, I sort of, um, um, I never really cook with, um, with you, you know, I just kind of throw stuff in, and, and then, uh, but I have a pretty good eye. I know, you know, what a teaspoon looks like, or, you know, a couple pinches of this equals whatever, you know, so... Uh, Eventually, I'll start writing it down. But when I'm recipe testing for the cookbooks, I, I'm really diligent about measuring because, you know, I got to make sure that the recipe works perfectly. And I'll, I'll test it and retest it at least four or five times to make sure it's perfect. So. Do you test it at different altitudes? <laughs> no, I don't have the money for that. <laughs> no, I let those people figure it out on their own. No, are you self-taught with cooking or...? Yeah, totally. I, di- I didn't go to school, but um, my I come from a real foodie family. My brother's a chef, and um, my my mom, uh, you know, raised me and my brother vegetarian in in Regina, Saskatchewan, um, since we were born. And you know, back in the seventies, uh, you know, health food was not, you know, it, w- it wasn't hip. Like you couldn't get you know fake meat products at the at the corner store. So yeah, she made everything from scratch. And so um, I used to love hanging out with her in the kitchen. And then after my mom passed away, my, my dad continued to raise this vegetarian and, and him and my stepmom are real foodies as well. They were always cooking out of like gourmet magazine and all that. So, you know, my friends were all eating craft dinner and, and I'm eating cold cucumber soup kind of, mm-hmm. it was that kind of a lifestyle. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I'm, you know, my parents are really fearless in the kitchen and they love experimenting and, and, um, and I think that's where both me and my brother love, um, love food from is, is, um, is, is from my family for sure. Yeah. I, um, I feel like some of the people, I mean, I, I did a year of culinary training, but I grew up in a foodie family and I feel some of the people that grew up with just good food around them write some of the best recipes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Bittman. He writes for the New York times. He did, um, how to cook everything vegetarian recently, big green book. No, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's very cool. He's also known as the minimalist. He does three, four ingredients, something really simple. And the entire vegetarian book, um, it, I mean, it's tremendous. It's bigger than the joy of cooking. And he has vegan options for almost everything in it. And like 10 variations to make it some different kind of ethnic version of that food for every single recipe too and he just he plays he's not culinary trained at all he's just been cooking for fun for 20 years you know he's really yeah, cool well, looking too he's cool 
That's awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check them out for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what um, I've always done. That uh, you know, just sort of played in the kitchen and and uh, and 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 help my parents make food. And and I think I think that's really important too when you have kids is to is to not just sort of plunk a plate down in front of them, but to to have them be involved with, in the whole food making process. Because I think you know if you if you can take your I mean, it t- obviously it sort of extends your day a little bit. But if you, if you can take your kids to the market to to help you pick out vegetables and and you know get your daughter or whoever to help you you know even you know even a two-year-old can rip apart a salad uh, lettuce to make a salad they're they're so invested in their food that they you know they're really prideful of it and they want they they want you to enjoy it and and they and they also enjoy it themselves and i i think it also um uh, builds such a positive message about food and about making healthy choices because i think sometimes what happens if your kids are off you know playing or or you know watching tv which is usually what they're doing um, and then you just sort of plunk food down. They're, they're not even thinking about what they're eating, and they're not even really enjoying what they're eating. So I, I think it's I think it's vital to to have your kids be involved in the in the entire process of of making food. Do you have kids? No way, <laughs> Jose. No way. That's that's too big a sin for you to commit. <laughs> no, no. Uh, my husband's fixed, and uh, we have a dog, and his name is Fergus, and we love him. But uh, no, no, no kids for us. But I, I am an auntie. And uh, I helped my brother uh, raise my niece for a couple years uh, when she was uh, two, three, and four. And uh, I'm a pretty involved auntie. I, lo- I love being an auntie. Yeah, I think that's the way to go, pretty much. I'm yeah, absolutely. Because you can, like, have fun, and you can spoil them, and then you drop them off. <laughs> I'm currently in the, in the uh, flux of trying to get my, my nephews to form a band. They're ages three and six. But, you know, they rock the drums and the, the fake flute or whatever. And I'm like, you guys should have a band together that is awesome yeah you know it's the auntie thing you gotta do it i'm desperately trying to to encourage my niece to like other music other than like shania twain and (laughs) what and um who's that stupid skater boy girl avril Avril levine oh i'm just i'm trying she's i've heard from some uh, la pride people that she's secretly gay so that's cool (laughs) is secretly is being secretly gay cool yeah sure i mean well i mean though she like goes in the pride parades and stuff i'm just saying that's her. oh well okay okay that's cool that's all right so she's all right (laughs) all right (laughs) i just want her to listen to something else other than shania twain yeah yeah it's tough with kids these days kids these days i don't know what (laughs) yeah Hi, this is Emily Deschanel from Bones, and you are listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, and podcasting at veganradio.com. Being compassionate means being vegan. So are are you on any kind of uh, kicks, like favorite ingredients, favorite things to make right now? Uh, right now I'm in salad mode. Like I, I just, I don't know what it is, but all the uh, the local lettuce here right now is just so good. So we've been eating a lot of big salads, mm. lots, lots and lots of big salads. We're so it's not just not just a salad. Like you know, it's like lettuce and carrots and chickpeas and walnuts and craisins and you know, like it's a big, it's a meal. Oh, it sounds lovely. Well, we're just getting the fiddleheads now. <laughs> That's like that lasts about a week, I think here. I never know what to do with fiddleheads. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, steam them a little with some butter or something. They look like like ferns, right? Like they un... Yeah, yeah. they're essentially ferns, I think. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I I never know what to do with them. Yeah, they're kind of just, you know, something to throw in a salad, maybe. 
but you got to steam them pretty much. Right now, I've go, I've gone a little citrus crazy because um, uh, I was uh, I had my aller- some allergy testing done about ten years ago, and citrus was really high on the list of, of stuff I couldn't have, and so I didn't have citrus for about ten years. And then I did another allergy test uh, about a year ago, and, and they're like, "Oh no, citrus is fine." So I've been going a little crazy with the citrus. I should probably like mellow out, or I'm not going to no, be able to. No, it's good stuff. I was just saying, yeah. I think last show I was on, I was saying that the big iron tip I had is if you had. Uh, anything leafy greens with any sort of citrus, it, yeah. it brings out the iron content better. Like calcium well, and iron fight with vitamin C and iron go together really well. So you're, right, right. you're doing the right thing. It's all good. Well, maybe I'll, I'll add a little citrus to my big salad there tonight. There you go. Then you'd have your citrus, you'd have your salad. Good I'm in love good. with limes. I can't... Vodka. <laughs> Vodka. Yes. No, thank you. No, I, I love limes right now. Limes are... Oh, limes, yeah. limes, limes. Yeah, I'm all about limes. Ever considered getting into roller derby, Sarah? Uh, I'm five one. <laughs> that might really? work your advantage. And you seem tall. I, and I have really great teeth. Uh. So no, I'm not gonna do any roller derby. Uh, oh, all right. I like I like my smile the way it is. See, but if you're small, you could be stealthy, right? Yeah, I I love ro- when I was a kid. I, when I was a kid, I used to watch roller derby on TV. In in the seventies, it was all over. It was so popular, and it, I would get up at like six in the morning to watch it on TV. And it, I would watch that and wrestling, and it was oh, I loved the roller derby. <laughs> I never pegged you for a wrestling. Fan. I watched wrestling when I was. I a love kid. wrestling. Are you yeah, kidding me? The original Undertaker is so much cooler. People dressing up. And... Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I used to tell people that I had a crush on Hulk Hogan, and but now, I know so now fun. now my, the, my crush is over. <laughs> But I still I still like Jake the Snake. Wow, I don't remember Jake the Snake. I remember yeah, the name. Yeah, because I'm old. I remember Rowdy Roddy. Yes, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yep. That's right. Yep. Did you see the movie The Wrestler that was just out? Yes. Oh my God, it was so great, and I am yeah. I. It makes me love Mickey Rourke even more than I already ha- do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he actually used any steroids for that film. I shocking. love him, and I'm so I just love him. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I just, I love him. I love him. I loved him since the first time I saw him in Diner, and I just, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Diner. Great film. And Nine and a Half Weeks. Meow. Oh. Um, yeah, well, he was supposed to be creepy in that movie. I don't know if you realized. <laughs> oh, no, dead sexy in that movie. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, it's, Come on, it's, it's all like consensual. Spader problem. Listen, it was all consensual. I like the creepy mm. guys in the movies. We were talking about James Spader the other day, a friend and I. Oh, so creepy sexy. Yeah, right? We were talking about at the end of um, Pretty in Pink, should have ended Maybe up with James to Spader. Done. Totally. Creepy is the new sexy. Yeah, it is. I think creepy. we're not creepy enough. You guys are pretty creepy. Really? Yeah. I know you can't see them, Sarah. They're oh, I know. <laughs> I bet Derek. You're right, right? <laughs> we're a couple right. of 20-somethings who hang out with a, with a bunch of 20-somethings. Yeah. What does that make us? Creepy? Creepy. Or Lucky. just youthful, Lucky. youthful-spirited. Lucky. Hey. <laughs> Woo! No, they'll live forever. We we actually met Jillian in a bar. Yeah. We were trying to pick Creepy. her up. Yep. <laughs> at once. And, and then worked. I started Look talking it. about veganism drunkenly. I, I eventually would like to go vegan. Yep. Then we loved her too much to pick her up. Yep. Really? Yeah, and then I made you guys cookies, <laughs> really? cookies in the middle of the night and you ate. <laughs> Some crazy sauce I made. Oh, it was the um, Cajun. I don't. I don't know why Scott says "we" all the time when he's talking about himself. It was the Cajun. Yeah, because that's kind of creepy. It's the royal we. He's trying to justify <laughs> his behavior by including me. They chased me around until I did vegan radio. They did. They. They. Say. They? they. Yeah. They. Us. Okay, Derek did. No, both of you did. You what? found me. You were finding me in random places. Yeah. Well. 
I think it was all meant to be, frankly. All right, it's I destiny. gotta edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to piss off the roller derby. Uh, Get up here. That's true. Oh. So you, you gotta. You want to put the dog on the phone? Over there? <laughs> he's 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 giving me the woof. He wants up on my lap. <laughs> there he is. Say hello, Fergus. No. I think this is the first time that the dog has been interviewed. On, on so, our, Fergus. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody about how much you love kale spine? <laughs> kale spine. He loves. He doesn't like the kale leaf, but he loves the spine off the kale. He loves it. Oh, cool! I've been looking for something to do with my kale spine. Yeah, I don't like yeah, the spines. Yeah, we'll start sending exactly. them to you. Yeah. No, don't send them to me. <laughs> but try, but try, try giving them to a dog in your maybe neighborhood. Make, maybe we could make a dog food out of it. Yeah, or a snack. We could start a start a new company. Yep. No more, no more cow spine. Oh, it's chewy. I can imagine that. Kale, kale spine. I know. Saying no more cow spine. Go for kale spine. That's right. Oh, I get you. I get you. Say goodbye to cow spine. Hello to kale spine. He also, he also loves apples. Sometimes I'll just give him an apple, and then he just like with his two little paws, he'll hold it and just kind of gnaw away at it. It's adorable. Oh wow. What kind of dog is it? He's like a poodle terrier. We don't really know. He's just a mutt. He's sassy. Imagine that. Sarah has a sassy dog. Imagine that. <laughs> well, is it about time to wind this down? Crazy. Wind it up? It might be. Is there anything you want to share with our listeners, Sarah? At nope. This time? No. <laughs> no, we didn't think so. Well, no, I mean, um, I, I really... Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you should buy all of Sarah's books, because they're funky. I think we, we talked... all of them. Well, we talked about it all. I mean, we talked about Vegan A Go-Go and, and the, the calendar that's coming out in June, and, and that's that's about all I got going on right now, so... Yeah, you're going to take a year off. You got that. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and then come back with a vengeance. We'll see. Well, maybe maybe not with... That's, no, that's Issa's book. I think you and Issa should do a book together. That would be cool. I No, I think we should wrestle. <laughs> that would be cooler. Okay. Yeah, we're working. We've been talking about it. We're working on it. Really? Like the, the battle of the vegan cookbook authors yeah well everybody seems to pit, to pit us against each other and i i don't i don't understand that but uh, like, uh, like so you think the... you could take her that's the media point. absolutely not no. <laughs> she's she's scrappy she's from new york yeah yeah it's true plus her parents would be backing her up really oh yeah yeah they, they yep. hold your arms and legs while she like, beat you oh my god it'd be a nightmare <laughs> Wow. No, he's awesome. I love her. I can't wait to wrestle. She's going down. <laughs> well, all right. Let's well, just make sure that we can uh, tie it in somehow with a vegan bus yeah, fundraiser. Make, yeah, make sure that we can uh, be there to cover it. Yeah, we should maybe um, we could arrange like some sort of rap war or something. You know, some like, vegan rap war between them. But that's a that's a, I'm not very into violence. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't watch wrestling. Hey, wrestling doesn't have to be violent. It can be sexy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Especially if there's vegan pudding involved. Yeah, or kale spine. Or Mickey Rourke. Or Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. We've tied it all in. He'll be the real <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You'll just have to jump out of the way when he leaps off of the off the turnbuckle. Or maybe I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Well, thanks so much for thanks, you guys. putting up with our multiple interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever had a menage a uh, cot before. Ooh, is that what it is? Menage cot? Wait. Yeah, menage cot. Menage cot. If you come to my house, it would be a menage a cot, and there'd be all these, there'd be three cats watching. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't so be creepy. manging a cat. 
No. 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 No mange uh, shots. How do you say do not eat the cat in French? I don't want to mange le chat. Ne pas mange le chat. All right, we better get out of here. <coughs> Have a great summer. Enjoy your summer off. Thank you. Okay, thanks, you guys. All right, bye. 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 We love you. I love you more. Oh. <laughs> listeners, go vegan. Be like Sarah. Go vegan. <laughs> bye. Bye.